Andre of the Paulist Fathers here at the St. Thomas More Newman Center at The Ohio State University. This reflection is for December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. My seminary is in Washington, D.C. I live three doors down the street from the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Well, maybe you've never heard of it, but it's the largest church in the Western Hemisphere. A lot of people, when they hear me talk about it, think I'm talking about the National Cathedral. But this is a different building. It's much bigger. And a lot of people would say it's a lot uglier. Well, the word I would use to describe the shrine is that it's a monstrosity. It's a mishmash of architectural styles. It has a dome and an arch and a spire. It has 60 or so chapels in it that are of varying styles that celebrate different ethnic groups that have come to the United States and celebrated their Catholic faith. And if this is our national shrine, maybe that's the way it should be. It celebrates the universal immigrant nature of the American church. Our church was built up by poor, simple people who traveled really long distances and labored for years to scratch out a living. And their faith was so important to them. In cities and towns across the country, you find large, old churches that were the first buildings that were built by these poor immigrants as soon as they could get money together. And when I think about immigrants, especially today, I think of my paternal grandmother. She would have been 100 years old today, December 8, 2008. Now, my grandmother died before I was three, but she holds a special place for me because more than anybody else I knew, she is the quintessential American immigrant. She came here not knowing anyone, except for my grandfather, who I don't think she really knew that well either. He was a guy from a neighboring town who came back to Hungary to find a wife. But my grandmother came here, and with only a first grade education, she came to be able to communicate in seven different languages. She had such love and care and devotion to her family. She worked very hard, both as a day worker cleaning other people's houses, but also caring for her own family. She was a fabulous cook, making these intricate meals. She had an over-the-top hospitality that probably drove a lot of people around her crazy, like my mother. But it was obvious the great devotion, the great love she had for everything she did. And is it any wonder that Mary of the Immaculate Conception is the patron saint of our country? She has so much in common with people like my grandmother. She came from humble circumstances. We know of her great love and care and devotion to her family. And we know that, like my grandmother, she was probably in her late teens when she was engaged to a man she probably didn't know that well. And she was asked to travel great distances and do things that she didn't understand. You might be surprised to learn that the Feast of the Immaculate Conception is about Mary's Immaculate Conception, not Jesus's. We believe that Mary was born without sin. But let's not concentrate on what is different about Mary from us. As we always should as Catholics, we should concentrate on what we have in common with Mary. God, from the very beginning, had a plan for Mary, just as God has plans for each of us. We can find this throughout the Old Testament. I think of both the book of Jeremiah and of Psalm 139, where God says, Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. So, before Mary was immaculately conceived, she was called to accept a future of uncertainty. 
to consent to be the mother of God with all the craziness and uncertainty that that involved. I think my grandmother was called to accept a future of uncertainty when she agreed to marry a man she barely knew and to move to a continent she had never been to at a young age. And repeatedly, God calls us to step into a future where we don't know what will happen. But even if we don't know, this feast today reminds us that God has a plan for us, and someday it will make sense. I'd like to close with a special prayer of thanks for all of our ancestors, destined to bring us to this world, even if they didn't know it at the time. I'd like this prayer to be especially for my grandmother, whose name, incidentally, was Mary. Have a wonderful week. Good luck with your finals. God bless you.